What's up, Bridger Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Voss Talks. We are on our 10th episode of Voss Talks now, and it is crazy just to think about that because the amount of work to get these shows in is crazy. We were pumped to sit down with the race director of Ohio's Backyard Ultra, Michael Owen. It has been a while since he's been on the show, and as always, he is a wonderful guest. The fourth annual Ohio's Backyard Ultra took place on March 19th, and Michael will be joining us for the entire episode, and he's ready to answer all of your calls. The episode will be jam-packed, so sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. I'm going to let John take over this intro. Wow, what is up, Red Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Voss Talks tonight. We're sitting down with Michael Owen, race director for Ohio's Backyard Ultra, coming up this weekend. So it's going to be a great show. I'm in the queue here, getting ready to get everyone on the show. If you need to get on the show, text that number on the top of the screen. I will get you a number to dial in. The way it works, it's a Zoom call, so it's a one-button push dial. I'll send you the, the number, push it in, you get to go on. We'll bring you in and we'll talk about it. Um, so that's how you get on the show tonight. Uh, how are we doing tonight? Wesley? Well, I'm finally doing well. I heard myself in 17 different spaces right there in the intro, and I was literally having the worst time of my life, but I'm happy to be here to highlight all things Ohio's Backyard Ultra. Uh, Nick, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Just uh, kind of counting down the days till I make my uh, pilgrimage back to Ohio. Pilgrimage. How long of a drive is that? That's about 17 hours if you can make it straight through. I'm not one of those people. That's, Stay safe out there, people. That's so. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take a nap in Missouri, probably. Oh, that's fair enough. But you can also listen to the the Spotify playlist. You know, Tunes of the Nation on your drive in. We up to 17 hours now? Not quite, but uh, we can make it uh, there just for you. <laughs> but Michael, how are you doing? And let's start things off with our first drink question tonight. Uh, I think you've got a good one. <laughs> hey guys, I'm doing good. Uh, happy to be back on the show. I feel like it's been probably maybe a full 12 months since I've been on any type of Ridge Runner show. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for the show all night. So hopefully some people call in, talk shop. But uh, I am drinking, actually, rare for me. Um, this is a non-alcoholic athletic brewing company, uh, Hazy IPA. Yeah, wow, are we news. breaking breaking news? New sponsor <laughs> for Michael Owen? Uh, I wish. Um, <laughs> don't, don't be surprised if you see it at some events this year. Not not OBU, but some future events for SEOTR. That's awesome. I did see we have a new member of Ridge Runners Nation who recently picked up a athletic brewing sponsorship. So cheers, cheers to Holly Ann. Well, nice. It's good stuff. John, I saw you sipping away over there. What you got? I'm drinking a again a Northwater Brewing Company. Uh, beverage. This is a local beer here. I don't come on, focus. There we go. Uh, 6.8% IPA here from right up the street for me. And, uh, it's pretty tasty. Wesley, what about you? You drinking, uh, you drinking some, some beer or seltzer over there? What you got? Uh, so Nick's actually been kind of on me recently about a little bit of alcohol consumption or whatnot. So I decided to keep it nice and casual tonight, you know, keeping it very low key. So I decided to go with a white claw in my custom koozie with a white claw sticker on it too. So, uh, that's, that's my choice tonight. Nice. Nick, what about you? To be fair, that recommendation is only in the scope of an illness. <laughs> Otherwise you can do whatever you want. Appreciate but I got, a, I got a Four Noses uh, Colorado beer here called 100 Giants. This is a West Coast double IPA, 8.3%. 8. Nice. 
Awesome. Well, now that that's out of the way, it's typical start to a Ridge Runner show. Uh, like we said earlier in the intro, you know, if you want to get on the show, we're going to start taking callers as soon as the first person dials in. John is ready to go uh, on that. Before we kind of dive into that and kind of get this first person on the line, Michael, I think it might be a good idea to kind of maybe provide a little bit of a, a history recap for those that may not be up to speed with Ohio's Backyard Ultra, you know, maybe the inception of the idea and how, kind of how it became what it is today because most people from the you know that have been a part of the event you know know what it is and where it is gone today but maybe the backstory behind it it hasn't been super publicized yet so let's kind of start there yeah definitely um you know we're on our fourth year of obu ohio's backyard ultra so yeah i think it's starting to become more well known at least here in southern ohio and across you know our region um but sort of as i break down on the runner's packet i have a story um kind of about what this event stands for kind of what uh, you know motivated or you know inspired the creation of it and obviously you know if, if you're not familiar with the backyard ultra format at all it all originated with laz uh, gary cantrell laz lake down in tennessee he created the format 4.1667 miles every hour um but in 2018, he sort of put out a call um, kind of to the world um, for anybody to put on their own version of the Backyard Ultra. You know, his was the first down in Tennessee called the Big Dogs Backyard Ultra. It was gaining popularity. It kind of has this cult following, a kind of a niche within a niche sport. Um, so when I saw him kind of making this public call for – um, people or race directors to put on their own backyard ultra. I was like, okay, how does this fit in with, you know, kind of what SEOTR does with what my, you know, personal race directing goals are. Um, and so I started to get, I started to get to work uh, with putting together what now is Ohio's backyard ultra. And from the selection of the venue to all the little quirks of our own personal backyard ultra, um, it is what it is today, four years later, um, which, you know, not not to kind of like be biased, but I think it's one of the most competitive and uh, noteworthy affiliate races in the Backyard Ultra, um, you know, world, I guess. Yeah, I mean, no doubt. I think, you know, the results that have been put up there in recent years, um, even since year one, you know, in year one, it was one of the most competitive back at ultras. And of course, last year uh, with the numbers that uh, Harvey and Jennifer put up were absolutely ridiculous. And this year, uh, you know, I think it's going to go even further, which is which is awesome. So, uh, Cam, it looks like you've officially hopped on. Uh, Voss talks to us tonight. What's up, man? Oh, nothing much, you know, just uh, getting bamboozled by a Subaru dealership here in a Twin Falls, Idaho, as I was passing through, but that's that's okay. I don't know if we did what we were drinking, but I I would like to share that I have this uh, Golden Road Mango Cart, and I I think it's a sign that this did not get warm after being in my car uh, for about 13 hours today. So hope everybody else is having as good of a day as me. Um, and yeah, that's that's what I'm up to now. Cheers, Cam. <laughs> well, we're pumped to have you on, Cam, to kind of dive into OBU. Obviously, you know, you've been a part of it for multiple years now as well. So mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be fun to kind of highlight all things Ohio's Backyard Ultra. But, Michael, you kind of talked about the, the race uh, 
where it's located before and you that you know that was kind of something you were passionate about picking uh, finding a location that made sense you know in terms of the seotr scope but also just a place that kind of cultivated community and kind of brings people together and you know i think one of the reasons ohio's backyard ultra is so successful in you know in terms of the distances that are run you know it takes a special environment to put up special results and i you know i think mcchesney ridge athletic club um, has done just that uh how talk about your kind of love for the place and kind of when the first time you uh discovered it yeah totally right on uh wesley i couldn't say it any better myself um you know uh, the backyard ultra is unique because it's a set distance but all the different backyard ultras throughout the world has their own personal venue and you know they, they each have their own quirks or subtleties but when i was looking for a venue um i wanted something that meant something to me like a the true backyard ultra you know which could either be my own house or a place that kind of had a lot of significance um you know to my personal life and so mcchesney ridge athletic club is where ohio's backyard ultra is set uh, which is on my friend reese brown's property um in college reese and i got to know each other he was a teammate of mine uh, both ran cross country there at Shawnee State down in Portsmouth, which is just a 20, 25 minute drive from McChesney Ridge. And uh, my junior and senior year, I actually lived on Reese's property. And at the time, this was 2009, 2011 time period. And Reese actually had a cabin on an adjacent property to where the current McChesney Ridge is. And we lived in his cabin we actually built a 300 meter oval trail track up in the woods. It was pretty cool. We put a lot of miles in on that trail. Um, and then a couple of years after I graduated and left, uh, Reese acquired, um, I forget how many acres, but like 60 or 70 somewhere acres of land um, that is now part of his current or his former land. So this was land that we always visited uh, when we lived there. We would go uh, jump in the lake after a hot run or we go uh, do some hill repeats on on the land and it was just his neighbor's like vacation property it wasn't you know developed the way it is now um so when he when he bought this land and, and started developing it um he kind of made it into um a perfect venue for lots of different types of events so you know running races He's got disc golf. Um, there's been some weddings on the property. He also rents out the lake house for, you know, weekend or, or week long rentals. Um, but, he, but what Reese has done really well that made it a great venue for the backyard ultra was he developed trails and, you know, basically uh, was able to manage this land in a way that was able to bring in, um, you know, guests and parking and, and just, you know, be perfect venue for that kind of thing. And so, that, that property means a lot to me just because it was a lot of um, formative years during my running career. It's a lot of trail um, experience there. And that original 300 meter trail that we built is now actually part of the backyard ultra course. And so, you know, kind of funny thinking, you know, 12, 13 years ago, um, some of the stuff that Reese and I was doing on that property is still making impacts today. And that's the stuff that we always dreamed about. So, yeah, we had a backyard ultra in 2009 and 2010 and um still today it's kind of the backyard ultra that we want to share with other people yeah absolutely um and i gotta i gotta say you know that i yeah 
Um, I haven't spoken to a real life human being for more than a minute in like almost two weeks. Uh, so that's where that whole situation just came from. But I do believe we have a caller on the line. Um, who's calling and what do you uh, have for us? AJ, you there? Looking, for looking forward to these yep. calls. Good evening, Ridge Runner Nation. How's it going? Alex Jackson, uh, Ohio's Backyard Ultra participant. What do, you, uh, what do you want to talk about tonight? Oh, not much. Just wanted to check in with you guys, see how you're all doing. Um, definitely excited for this weekend. Looking forward to, you know, seeing. I know Nick Voss will be there. Wesley, are you coming in? You know, I, I lied to everyone last year on the prediction video, and I'm uh, keeping with my word this year that I'm not making a trip, unfortunately, to McChesney Ridge this year. But you, you can hold me to that on Saturday. And I'm I'm not in the apartment to scour for uh, plane tickets that he just accidentally left lying around, so I can't I can't help us out either. Yeah, Cam, I think we're gonna have to have a uh, a Ridge Runners episode to hear about your, uh, your 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 trip out west right now. Yeah, potentially, but I mean, what's the fun in that compared to running, you know, loops around uh, Reese's backyard? And I, I actually have a question for you, AJ, um, one of yeah, which is, you know, without me there to um, perform in the most mediocre way possible, what's going to motivate you to go even further from the two performances that you've had at this race previously, where you absolutely smoked me, but... You know, you've got a lot more in the tank at this uh, at this event, don't you think? Well, it'll certainly be nice to have one fewer person, you know, complaining and bringing down the mood on an event <laughs> that should be a positive, uh, good vibe uh, party. <laughs> got him. <laughs> I've, got, I've, I've got nothing. That's just I. I had a bad. I I think I was good vibes the first year. I had a bad time the second time. I I'm not oh, gonna lie. That's that's not Mo's yeah. fault. That's not Reese's fault. That's my fault. <laughs> but yeah, Alex, I'm I'm totally flattered that we're uh, going to be sharing a sharing a tent together. Uh, what what went into that decision? And did you just uh, you know you had good vibes from last year and just had to keep it going? Yeah, um, honestly, I didn't even know whose tent I was using last year until uh, I think I texted you a couple weeks back. Um, so. Uh, Good to good to have that coordinate out again because I do not have my own uh, pop up tent um, like the ones that we use at OBU. So good to team up with a, a good friend like Nick Voss. It'll be good to share some time with you out on the trail. Hopefully, you can hang around for more than I don't know ten or twelve hours like you normally do. This Alex Jackson guy is just coming out here throwing body shots at everyone. This is awesome. Uh, you you know you've hit a hundred miles twice, uh, hundred miles plus twice in this event now, Alex. Um, what are you gonna kind of do, or what advice do you give to someone who's going into it, maybe looking to hit that one hundred mile mark for the first time? Uh, well, honestly, like trying to think about the number too much. That's what I've been trying to tell myself since I first started running this event. Kind of what I've been trying to dial in with is give yourself a chance, you know, put yourself out there. And, you know, if you, if you keep getting up and getting out, you know, onto the course and giving yourself the chance to get back, you know, you'll probably surprise yourself. It's so often you see people struggling, you know, five, six, 10, however many hours in, and then they go on for another 12 hours or another 20 hours after, you know, being at a really low spot. So 
just from having observed that um, from other folks who have gone really far, it's like you just got to keep putting yourself out there and give yourself a chance to, to do well and, and surprise yourself. Easier said than done, but that's what you got to do. Awesome. Michael, do you have any closing comments for Alex before, uh, before race day? Well, I think what he said there at the end was, was really poignant because, you know, something that I've really urged the backyard ultra runners that come to OBU is to not look at any type of milestone number in a number as being like something that could you know, limit themselves. You know, you know, the first year we had, I forget, like 14 runners make it to 100 miles and then right at 100 miles, like eight of them stopped. And I think it's because maybe for multiple reasons, but they kind of had this milestone in their head and that sort of limited them in my opinion, because, you know, there's, there's no reason to stop at just 100 in this type of event. Um, and so Alex, you know, I think he's approaching it with the right mindset there. And I think it's a good uh, word of advice to any runner, especially new backyard ultra runners, because 100 is no different than 104 and so on, you know? And um, I think if you put a goal in terms of a mileage, it's just, you know, mentally limiting yourself um, to not go beyond it potentially. Yeah, no, I, I think that's uh, great advice from uh, Mr. Alex Jackson and uh, Michael Owen, as usual. Alex, do you have any closing comments for us tonight? Um, you know, the only thing I was I was scrolling Facebook earlier, and and according to, to sources there, uh, our uh, George Themelis said he's quote um, not feeling as fast this year as he has in previous years, and I know myself and probably a few others out there have definitely counted on him for the the classic George Themelis 55. So I'm just just hoping that he'll be good for some of those come Saturday evening, um, or else I'll have to you know actually look at my own watch and make sure I'm getting back in time if he's not able to to do his thing. I saw George two weeks ago and. Uh... I think he'll be all right. You don't have to be fast for this event. So, you know, I don't think that's going to, I don't think it's, yeah. That's true. And I mean, I saw him last week and he was fine too at the Mo Marathon and he's, you know, cruising. Yeah, he'll be good. But secrets, Alex, before Alex gets out of here, you know, I want to just, you know, he's been kind of giving some jabs to each of you guys, but uh, more, more odds than not, he's going to receive one of these, you know, next week so uh don't get too excited there alex oh i won't <laughs> but there's always a chance there, there's always a chance aj correct only one person won't receive one of those yep nick boss I'll, I'll be happy to cook cook him a bunch of food on day two uh but the only the only thing i'm not sure of is there might be too many carbs <laughs> I, yep. I'm laughing at that shot. Somebody is. Just so you know. Right? <laughs> All right. Thank you for calling in, AJ. We were so stoked to uh, see what you can do out there in Reese's backyard. See you next All week, right, Alex. Awesome. Yeah, right. It's cool to have uh, Alex hop in, uh, join us on the line. You know, if you are, um, you know, looking to hop in as well. Uh, call the text the number down below in the YouTube and we'll get you on cam. I think you had something here. Yeah, I do. Um, so Michael, you, you kind of mentioned, you know, that, um, the backyard quote unquote of McChesney Ridge has been this 
kind of transformative place for you. You know, it's a place that you've spent a lot of time and now going into year four for a lot of people, especially folks who have run this race, maybe every year or a couple of years, it's been a transformative place for them as well. I mean, that's the place where I officially met Wesley Hart. And I think I like rubbed elbows with him at a couple of races, but we never, we never like shook hands. Right. You know, so there's Ridge Runners trivia for everybody. But, uh, you know, how does it feel to have that like transition for you happen to, you know, this place is really important to me to I've made this place, um, you know, by putting on this event here important for so many other people. Yeah, I, I don't look at it as myself making this thing possible. You know, it's obviously it's a product of the community and um, I'm just honored that every year it seems like there's a group of people that decide to come back and um that's my biggest source of pride with obu and i know you know speaking for reese here you know he loves that community aspect on his property it's it's kind of what he envisioned when he created mcchesney ridge as a place for people to come um, but yeah you're right cam it's a, it's kind of a, a reunion i think last year's show we all sort of talked about or at least you did cam about how it's a, a family reunion in a sense. Um, and I don't have the numbers, but there are people that have done it now going into the fourth, their fourth year. So some of these people are people that we only see once a year and it's, it's like they're old friends. And that's kind of what we want this, this event to kind of symbolize. And that's kind of what a backyard ultra or a backyard is as well. It's like just getting together having a picnic or having a cookout, um, except we're just doing it with a lot of miles, you know, tacked on for a few days, but, um, the atmosphere is great. Yeah. There's, there's new storylines that pop up every year. So that's kind of exciting. And, you know, we all kind of have our, our local favorites or our fan favorites or, you know, different storylines that are created over one year to the next that we, um, keep our eye on and so forth. Um, but for the first timers, it's also something that I think they'll feel welcome to come into, to be part of that, you know, community and that close knit family that we have um, down in the valley of McChesney Ridge. Yeah. And one thing I'll kind of add on that is there's a lot of first timers in this field that are going to put up some real numbers. Like there's a lot of, you know, super serious uh, ultra runners that, you know, have done pretty significant things that are maybe this is their first back at ultra. So it's going to be fun to kind of see them transition into this, uh, this, this side of the sport. For sure. I'm excited for the, for the new people. And, you know, we, we've had the opportunity to be designated as a silver ticket event under um, I guess it's called Laz's World Series Championship Backyard Series. I, I still don't know all the the words there to Laz's setup, but um, OBU is designated as a silver ticket race, which means we get automatic entries from bronze ticket races. And so all the winners of those bronze ticket races are um, had a chance to register for OBU. Um, and so we have some some folks like that who might not have found us otherwise, but have put up some pretty big results, um, you know, from a competition standpoint. So it's kind of neat kind of having that part of it as well. Definitely. Yeah. That, that format's always changing. I feel like with, with Laz and, you know, he's always kind of tweaking it, but just makes it more interesting, um, year after year for, for fans to follow as well as everyone else. So, um, I think we do have our next person, uh, geared up in the waiting room. So let's get them on the line here. Uh, who do we have joining us on the line and where are you from? 
Oh, this is Brian Pullen. I'm all the way from Worcester, Ohio. Brian, good to hear from you. Oh, yeah, how are you guys? We're Great. doing well now that you're here. Oh, my Party. God. Well, so, so I got to tell you guys, normally I save um, the Ridge Runner cast for my run. But with Michael Owen making his return <laughs> to the Ridge Runners, I felt like I absolutely had to see this one in person. Michael, welcome back. God, this is great. I appreciate that, Brian. You know, you've probably been on the show more than I have in the past year. But, um, you know, we're all here together now, and that's all that matters. Well, you know, yeah, unlike like Brian, I Brian never left us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. I never left oh. Ohio. <laughs> Now he's throwing the body shots. Raise your hand if you're from the East Coast. <laughs> oh, wait, there's nobody raising their hand except for me. I don't understand it. Call, you call Ohio uh, the East Coast? This guy. I, I mean, it's, hey, guys, it's I have 0.5% of alcohol in here, so... <laughs> Uh, all right, so I I, um, I promise that I have a ton to add to today's show. So here's here's where I'm at with it. I've done two backyard ultras, um, one being big, one being Michael's OBU. I can say unequivocally, Michael's race is ten times better than big backyard ultra. I, I don't want to offend anybody, but I almost feel like those folks at big should be competing at a spot at OBU. That's kind of where I'm at with it. Um, but every time that I go to a backyard ultra, I end up, um, I, I don't necessarily drop out cause I'm tired or sore or fatigued. I drop cause I'm just bored as hell. So, um, this question is for Michael. Do you have anything in the works after say hour 24 and getting into the next day that might be a carrot to kind of keep people going like, maybe a cool outfit that you might put on after everything <laughs> or something just to keep people excited and want to stay in this thing. Oh, Brian, you're putting me on the spot here. I mean, I don't, I don't have anything planned. I think that's part of the suspense though. I can say that I don't have anything planned, but people will be kind of on the edge of their seats in their tents waiting to see if there's something planned. I think just welcoming people to the, to the trail again after 24 hours is enough, right? No. <laughs> My favorite thing that I've noticed is, is Michael's uh, waning ability to blow the whistle as the hours go by. It is just, it's a steep drop off for sure. Right around that 24 hour mark. You know, I, I, I struggled in the first year and I, I kind of nailed it in year two, you know, like 2020, it got moved in November. I got all my whistles right last year. You know, I couldn't help it that freaking Harvey and Jen decided to go to 55 hours. I started to get in off a little bit. You know, the three hour or the three minute whistle turned into two and a half minutes. And, you know, Harvey made sure he let me know that I was <laughs> off. And, uh, uh, but I don't think I, I don't think I ever got the bell wrong. And that's kind of what my goal is for however many hours, you know, to not miss the bell. Well, so. I was thinking a lot about OBU because unfortunately I'm not going to be able to be there this year. My original plan was to be there um, with my son's baseball schedule. It's 
absolutely chaos. So uh, actually, Michael, you know, I was going to race somewhere else, going to try and sneak a race in. I'm actually going to be at a double header on Friday, Saturday. Ah, uh, bummer. The whole time. So yeah, no, it's totally fine. But I was thinking about last year and I had such good fond memories, you know, day one, there's so many people around and the trail's unbelievably cool. Um, running through athletes village, you know, even at the halfway point, I, I've, I've bragged about the two lap format and how great that is. Um, but then at night, it, last year on night one, we had those kids in the house along the route that would have a new song playing. Like they had a, a Rocky soundtrack and they had like, whoop, there it is on one lap. And so every time I was ready to head back out into the, the frigid night air, I would just be so excited to figure out, you know, what song are they going to have playing? And you get to see them twice with the out and back. So that's kind of where my head went this year is if you want people to get to, you know, 50, 60, 1000 hours, I was thinking maybe <laughs> if, if every loop, you just had a new outfit, like I think I bailed at hour 30 or something, but if I would have known that Michael was going to be wearing a pink tutu and some sort of funny tights at hour 31, I would have hung in there. And then hour 32 and 33, I'd probably still be there running loose if he would have been doing something fun like that. All right. right write that down. You know, I got, I got given a cow outfit for the winter challenge and I wore that around Athens right uptown with all the students. So uh, if anybody wants to bring me an outfit, you know, if it gets you one or two more hours, I will wear it probably um but brian speaking of that road loop at night you guys were also gifted like what some coors light or uh what, what kind of beer fell off the back of the four-wheeler yeah no so this was like a dream come true for me but they someone um was ripping down this back road on a four-wheeler and a 30 pack of bush light bounced out and smashed on the road and and of the 30 um, so there was a handful of us licking the road for a little while, trying to save the soldiers that went down that didn't make the, the fall. But I would say probably 14 or 15 of those things made it through that, that tumble. And so I kept bringing them back to the tent and in between, <laughs> I would just crack a bush light and that was, I uh, had Jordan McKelly with me last year and we'd sit there and we would enjoy a beer and then head back out into the, the tundra. Cause I can't believe how cold it got. I mean, if someone is watching this, um this boss talk which who isn't right um that's the one thing i would tell him is do not underestimate how cold it gets at night i mean during the day we were getting sun sunburned and at night i I literally i thought i was being cryogenically frozen it was so cold it's unbelievable i think part of it too is you're just you're not running real hard um and also I i always brag about southern ohio being big mountain town we have those wild weather shifts um, so, you know, you gotta, you gotta keep that on your mind when you're coming down to Southern Ohio. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't see any snowflakes fly, but gosh, it sure felt like it, you know? And then the next day sun comes up, it's beautiful again, but I mean, I don't think you can pack enough clothing for those, those nighttime hours, but I, I can't wait to see, um, everybody throw down some big numbers. We've got a guy here from Worcester, um, Ryan Hostetler, who I'm pull, pulling for to, to represent our area and he's been training like crazy i mean i, I see the guy run, he runs past my house at like seven in the morning and then at like five in the afternoon he's still running around town um still just practicing for obu so it's pretty inspiring seeing people get out there and uh, michael you've created some chaos down there i mean how long was the sellout this year was it like three seconds or five minutes or what was it 
it was like six hours, something along those lines. Um, you know, people that woke up in the morning expecting to register, they, they were kind of on the wait list. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause you, you did them dirty. You opened registration <laughs> at midnight. Um, some of my buddies, they all had their alarm set for you know, 1130. Um, and then they got up and sat there and stared at the computer waiting for it to go live. So what, what you've done down there is pretty special. Um, not having Wesley there, I got to admit that's a, that's a, a hit. It'll be hard to make up for that, but you know, see what you can do. I mean, I'll be there. So like yeah, I said, big... not having Wesley there will be hard. <laughs> That'll be a big hit. We're missing a big chunk of the Worcester crew though, too. We're going to miss you, Brian, and we're going to miss Gabe and Jacob uh, as well. Some, some staples of OBU. Well, we will, we will be back. I mean, Jacob is having kids by the pair. I don't know if you guys know. <laughs> he's having like, every time they have kids, they have twins and he's getting ready for Western States this year. So he doesn't want to mess anything up and I don't blame him. Um, Gabe is on sabbatical. I don't know if you guys follow him or not, but he's gotten into like lumberjacking. He's making, uh, some like live edge um he's out there just cutting trees just to prove how manly he is even though we all know he's uh the manliest man around um but but he'll be back um my son can only play high school baseball for like four or five six years if he's at a catholic school um but <laughs> under that it's like i think you're limited to four or five years of high school baseball so i'll be back here in just a couple of years so when 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 the boys from up north come down, um, you know Michael and I've talked about this before. Um, he's very very intimidated by us up north, and uh, we'll be back. Brian, before you jump off here, you know you're a big proponent of you know the Ridge Runners predictions that we put out for races, and you know we will be making a prediction video for Ohio's Backyard Ultra, which will be going live on Wednesday. Brian, what who are your picks? What what uh what are you thinking for this year's race? Well, it's funny you mentioned that because um, whether I'm there or not, Wesley, I wouldn't be in your predictions. We've already found, we've already kind of locked that in. You always undersell me. Um, so I'm definitely not there and I wouldn't be in your picks anyway. But w without really diving into the field too much, I would tend to say that this is um, Jen's race to lose. Um, I don't think anybody understands how tough she is. Um, seeing her last year, towards the end um i mean not many people are willing to go into that that deep of a cave um as she is um all that being said anything can happen i mean you can be feeling great and then all of a sudden you have a brain shift and you're done um and i think that all these bronze ticket winners coming um so you have people that have been there done that um so me when i show up to a backyard ultra I'm a poser. I mean, I just come, I run a bunch of loops, I tell a bunch of jokes, I hang out with my friends. And when I get bored, I quit. Well, a lot of these guys are coming to Michael's race, OBU having already won. They don't even know what it feels like to quit. So when it gets to the quitting part, they don't even know what to do. So it's going to be interesting having all these champions um, all squaring up at the same time. Um, I think that it could lead to, I'm sorry, Michael, but it, this could be a 60 hour, um, work week for you, which is maybe the first 60 hour work week you put in. Ever. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, you had me up working at your race last week and that was like a, that was like a hundred hours at least. I, I, I lost track. I haven't, I haven't billed you yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, I already paid you. I bought you Leroy. Oh, that was good. <laughs> I, I I need well, to come back for those those Reuben bites, though, right? 
Oh, no question. No question. But um, <laughs> I'll be back. I'll be following. I'll be following intently. Um, how I'll be following, I'm not sure. I'll be looking for Facebook posts um, very randomly um, as you get service. But make sure you take care of us that are watching from home because um, uh, we're all watching. We can't wait to see how it plays out. Will do for sure. Awesome, guys. Good show. I'll be listening. Awesome yep. to talk to you, Brian. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, good luck. Good luck, Nick. Oh, hey, by the way, Nick to win. <laughs> there's, the, there's the pick. Lock it in. Brian Fullen says Nick Voss. Not only is he the face of uh, Voss Talks, but he's also going to win Ohio's back at Ultra in 2022. I think Ridge Honor Nation would love to see Hey, it. Not sure I, I could win hour one. <laughs> you could. I don't know. That's a hot, that's a hot lap. Um, I just want to mention though, yeah, you, know, you can tell Brian's spent a career life of like watching talk sport radio, sport talk radio. Cause he was just exactly what we needed here. <laughs> you brought up a good point too, Michael. Why don't you uh, let people know how they can follow OBU if they're not going to be there in person? Yeah. So um, I think OBU is a fun sport to follow a, a fun race to follow so you know it's this is not the type of event that's feasible to have like chip timing um but you know because it doesn't matter how fast you are so what i'm doing this year is we're tracking who drops and who finish or who drops and who continues and so we'll be tracking that on a uh, a spreadsheet that will be publicized um on the web um so anybody can We'll, we'll like pin it on our social media pages and put it on our website. Um, so, you know, any relatives or fa uh, fans or family can tune in uh, to see if their runner has dropped out or not. Um, but also I'll be making um, pretty regular Facebook updates and um, this will just be updates on the race, my thoughts, information about the runners. I might tell a story or two about what has happened because there's always some fun things that happen. Um, and this will be periodic in the early goings. And then um, as the race gets, um, you know, thinner and thinner, I will make them pretty much every hour. So Facebook, SEOTR events, and then uh, look for that link for the spreadsheet for, for who's DNF'd and who has continued. And you've got your own, uh, your own internet source there that you're drawing from, but for those, uh, any, if anyone's texting family members and friends and things like that, it's good to know there's, there's no cell service, uh, right there. Um, but the only way that they can, they can get services to climb a 200 foot hill and, uh, maybe get some service up there. Yeah. You know, that was, that was a cool thing that happened in that first year. Um, you know, the, the walk up the 200 foot climb to the high point of the property became, a well-trod path because pe people were like, you know, itching to get their updates out. And I, that was actually before I had internet connection down in the Valley, I had to do that too, to get the race updates. So, um, you know, be, being up on your, you know, being awake for that long and also making those hikes up the, up the McChesney Ridge, um, was daunting, but now I have a secret source of, you know, internet data connection. Um, which is pretty reliable. I hope, you know, hope that continues. And I can speak to that 200 foot hill because I made that climb, I think 11 times the first year when I was there, uh, assisting with posting some updates for Mo. That's right. It was, That's uh, right. I got a lot of climbing that day and, uh, I wasn't even running the race. 
an important note for people watching who might not have uh, been there to the property too, that 200 foot hill is not part of the course. So don't yeah. worry. There's nothing, nothing steep like that. Um, you don't have to Lovely. worry about anything big like that. Right. Exactly. The course is easy to be honest. Are there any, any changes this year? Yeah, I, I knew this would come up. Um, that's a good question because kind of like what Wesley alluded to earlier with the property being private, um, it's pretty cool because we have, a lot of flexibility in altering the land. And with Reese having a lot of land management experience and skills, um, we're always trying to make it better. You know, we've, we've made little uh, changes every year. And the whole goal is to try to make it an easier course for the runners. That doesn't mean making it dead flat because it's impossible to do that here. Um, but we can eliminate some of the tough sections that what, you know, maybe takes more pounding that your body make takes more pounding. Um, so we, we've changed it a lot, but it's actually pretty much the same as last year. There's two little changes that we made. Um, basically, you know, we just basically shifted a trail over 10 feet to avoid some muddy sections, which it'll, it'll maybe be muddy still, but, um, as Reese is kind of, um, building out his trails, you know, sometimes it just makes sense to move a trail over, to a different ridge line or a different, uh, you know, you might bench it out on a, on a ridge side differently. Um, the, the one change I think the runners will actually notice mostly is um, if you guys remember who's ran the race, we, we would go up close to the house and go across the boardwalk. Um, there's now a trail that um, runs parallel to the boardwalk that's a little bit more smooth and um, doesn't create a pinch point there getting onto the wooden um, boardwalk. It seems like a great place for a bunch of high fives as you go by that boardwalk. Yeah. And so, so part of the reason we changed that was, um, well, be, because, um, we wanted, we wanted to invite fans up there to the boardwalk, you know, any, any time they can go up there, we'll have some lights strung up on the boardwalk. Um, and it's already right there next to the house. Um, so Reese is going to invite people, you know, anybody can go up there and cheer on their runners as long as they're not giving them physical aid. Um, it's a cool spot to spectate the event, at least during the daytime where it's, where it's nice. It's a, it's a good perch up above the lake. Um, and so, uh, the new, the new little trail that we cut in to the hillside is, is also going to eliminate, if you guys remember, there's a lot of mud right after the boardwalk that formed. Um, it was like the only muddy section of the course, really, if it's in a dry year, um, it kind of takes that little muddy section out. Um, but you never know, it, it could be a, it could rain a lot. Um, which it looks like there's going to be a little bit of rain on Friday. Um, so it might be muddy regardless, but so yeah, the changes are pretty nominal. The same amount of elevation gain per loop. Um, the nighttime loop, we, we changed the way we exit the property from last year, which is actually going to be easier to you guys, I think. Um, and that means a turnaround point will be slightly different, but that's just getting down to the, the little small details that, uh, you know, Reese and I know well, and the, and the repeat runners will know well, but um, when runners show up to run, it's not going to, you know, be any hindrance or, or any benefit either. Well, we always appreciate you coming on here to break some news. You know, a lot of people have been stalking your Strava when you've made the trip down to McChesney Ridge Athletic Club and trying to like zoom in on the satellite map. Okay, where is the new changes? What does this new course look like? And so it's uh, glad to finally get it out there to the public. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, Strava, you can't zoom in as far anymore. So um, 
you can't find you can't find this little spot anymore. Probably, probably for the better. And they saved Ohio's back at Ultra for that reason. Uh, we've got <laughs> someone else on the uh, in the queue right now, so let's get them on the line. Uh, joining us on Voss Talks here. Who do we have joining us, and where you're from? Do we got you? Yeah, yeah. You there? Yep, we got you. There we go. <clears throat> this is Lindy McClary. Hey, How's Lindy. It going? Hey, how you guys doing tonight? Good. How are you? I'm doing well, doing well. Just uh, sitting here drinking a uh, little off UFO uh, main blueberry beer here. You know, just trying to trying to get in the mood, just hang out with you guys. Right on. Yeah, we appreciate you joining us. What uh, what questions do you have? What topics do you want to talk about for this year's How's uh, Back at Ultra? This right here will be my very first uh, actual ultra race. Um, the uh, I'm I'm fairly new to the to the to the whole ultra scene, but uh, I've got plenty of good company that I've been around uh, for the past couple of years. You know, helping me get into this. Uh, Alicia Bowling, absolutely phenomenal woman that I've been running with. Um, cannot say enough good things about this girl. She is absolutely tough as nails. Um, then uh, Tanner Lee, you know, been running with Tanner. Um, you know, these these two people right here, you know, they've just just set it up to where, you know, I'm just so stoked about being up there with you guys, just hanging out and uh, running. Um, but uh, went up there to the preview, and uh, you know that was that was pretty cool. You know, to have to go out there run the course, you know, see what it's all about help Reese build a fire you know that's pretty cool but, uh, <laughs> nice hey uh, it's uh it's, it's good stuff going on up there that that's awesome lenny and i i uh i think it's pretty cool because there's like uh 10 people from kentucky and and you're probably right next uh right across the river from kentucky right actually yeah um yeah it uh you know, it's right there from the the southern Ohio uh, Ashland Huntington area. You know, there's some there's some absolutely phenomenal talent down here. I mean, just yeah. absolutely amazing. Um, like say the, the the people that I mentioned earlier, Alicia and, and Tanner. Then plus we got Dan Green. Oh my God, the man is a stud. Um, you know, I, I hope I hope he doesn't fall too far under your guys' radar, but. Uh, then uh, when I was up there to preview, um, got to run with Seth. Uh, you know, we, we did, I think, uh, 16 miles together. And uh, come to find out, we, you know, we've got a lot of, of, of mutual friends. Um, so that was, uh, that, that made the miles just, just click by really, really fast. That's awesome. Yeah, we, we are not keeping Dan under our radar. He's definitely um, someone who's really broke onto the scene. I think he'll do great things. And it's so cool to hear that people like Alicia and Tanner have, you know, influenced you to, to do this event and do ultra marathons and get into trail running in general. What else is on your schedule this year? Uh, so what I've got is, uh, actually with the, uh, with the immense help of Alicia, I have, uh, I've actually qualified for the Boston marathon. Um, yes. so I'll, uh, I'll be, uh, I'll be doing that. 29 days after this event, which is going <laughs> to be uh, quite the quite the feat. But uh, it, being a being a 47 year old male, um, 
happened to be able to, to qualify at a, a 320. And uh, like I said, with her help, you know, I was able to come in with a with a 314.22. Um, nice. You know, I, I, I was, you know, I was, I was super stoked and, uh, you know, just to, to cross the finish line and, to, you know, to, to see the person that made it all happen right there. I mean, it was, it was absolutely amazing. But uh, let's say right now the focus is on uh, OBU. Um, you know, just to, just to see what I can do. Um, you know, I'm I'm definitely not an ultra kind of guy, but uh, you know, I've you know over the past you know year or so, just the the trails and the the long mileage and you know the hype and and everything that you guys have been able to produce up there at uh, you know in the Lucasville area. You know, being from South Point, uh, you know, it's right there at my back door. So you know, this is exciting. That's awesome. Congrats on qualifying for Boston. There's actually two people now that I know of who are running OBU and Boston. The other person is Crystal Miller. So it'll be interesting to see okay. how you both recover and uh, and do at Boston less than a month later. That's pretty awesome. And uh, Alicia, uh, she oh. uh, she actually qualified for Boston at Boston last year, so, okay. so she's going to be uh, she's going to be doing the uh, the double header as well. Nice, that's three. Um, but, that's uh, awesome. But, but, yeah, but look at, looking forward uh, uh, later on. Um, I'll actually uh, I'll be crewing Alicia at uh, at Mohican. Um, you know she's gonna she's gonna be doing that one in June. Then. Uh, Later on, I've got uh, the uh, KT uh, up there. Um, I cannot remember when that is, um, but uh, I'll be doing uh, KT up there in West Virginia. And then I've also got uh, Tunnel Hill coming up in November. Nice. That, that uh, is a fully we'll, loaded uh, schedule. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, but uh, really looking forward to this event coming up this weekend. I'm kind of nervous. Uh, the, uh, the whole nutrition fueling strategy, uh, you know, especially being new to the racing scene there for only four years. Um, but, uh, but I'm feeling kind of confident. Good. Well, Lenny, that's At perfect. Least- I think you should go into it with confidence. Um, you know, I, I, I haven't done a, a whole lot of really long stuff in, in, you know, the few years I've been running, but I can say without a doubt, it is the most, uh, runner friendly and, and, dare I say easiest 50 K and even 50 miles that I've ever done. So go into it with confidence, uh, enjoy it. Talk to everybody around you. Like you said, those miles are going to fly by. Perfect. Absolutely love it. And then also don't be afraid to share your goals with other people too. You know, I think there's going to be, you know, if you tell someone, Hey, I want to, you know, continue going on, you know, the whole community around you will kind of lift you up in, in those moments where you kind of think there's an inch of doubt. So, um, that's kind of the one special part about Ohio's backyard ultra as well. So, um, we're excited okay. to see you out that there. Was, that was actually the, the, the part that's, uh, that, that kind of had me a little hesitant was, uh, was sharing with people, you know, because everybody asks, as soon as you say that you're, you're doing something like this, they want to know what's your goal. And I'm like, God, well, I have two goals, um, and I'll, I'm, and you know, going against what you just said, but I'll keep both of those goals to myself. Um, but uh, I believe uh, Michael actually touched on one of those earlier uh, in the cast. Here um, was uh, don't limit yourself to a certain mileage, and 
that was exactly you know the mileage that he had that he had mentioned was exactly one of my goals so i'm throwing that out there now um you know that that right there that that is going to be you know something that i've completely you know lost I, i i'm not even looking forward to that goal anymore um but i still have one other in mind so uh but uh, I, I just, I, I absolutely can't wait to get up there and meet everybody. The uh, Alicia has made this, uh, it's so personal. It's not just a, it's like another marathon or another 5K or 10K. Um, it's when you get into the, the lineup and the people and what they've done to get here and what they've done to stay here, um, like, uh, like Jennifer Russo uh, and Tanner Lee, uh, even Michael. I mean, it's just it's just amazing, you know, the stories behind everything, um, and it, it's going to make it it's going to make it so much more of a of an experience than just a race. So I'm really looking forward to that part. Definitely. Do you have any closing uh, statements for us tonight? Um, you know, let's uh, let's just uh, let's go with. Alicia is absolutely amazing. She's going to go far. Tanner's going to go far. Dan Green's going to go far. Um, and I just hope that I'm around to, to help them if they need anything. But, uh, I mean, this is, this is going to be an absolutely amazing life experience. I, I can't wait. That's great, Lenny. So good to hear that. Yeah, Lenny's going to go far, too. Don't Don't sleep on that. So... All right. Yeah, Lenny, uh, thanks Thanks for calling in. Um, we do have a... Uh... All right. Well, guys, I appreciate it very much. Yep. Well, enjoy the race. Have fun. All right. Thank you, guys. Yeah, and no, that was awesome to kind of hear from someone who's going into this race for the very first time and kind of experienced the format. And, you know, he, luckily he was at the preview run and kind of got to see the course beforehand. So that kind of gives him a little, a uh, bit of an upper, upper edge too, which is, I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome just to be out there. Anytime you can spend at McChesney Ridge is, uh, is a special time for sure. All right. I thank you guys. We... Yep. Have a good night. All right. Thank you. Bye. So I think we've got a couple chat questions here. Uh, the first one's from Anna Stormer that we're going to get to. This question's for Michael. How substantial does the reflective gear have to be for the night loops and does the reflective belt count? Gotcha. Yeah. So that is one of the rules of the race at night. Um, we require everybody to wear a reflective um, garment of some form beyond just a headlamp. Um, and, you know, I, it, I, I, uh, I don't really know how to answer that. I don't really know what the reflective belt would look like, but something, you know, more is better, you know, from a safety standpoint. The reason we put that rule in place is because there are, tra there is traffic on the road. It's not um, something that we want to take for granted that cars will see us. Um, and so just don't try to skimp on the reflectiveness, you know, don't try to lighten your load. Um, but I think a reflective belt would, would do well. Um, you know, if, if it's full coverage, if it goes all the way around you, then a car headlights will reflect off that. And I think that's okay. But, um, I guess maybe my rules left it a little vague, but, um, you can typically find 
a pretty lightweight vest that kind of goes over crisscrosses with you know reflective strips on the front and the back um but but yeah the reflective belt yeah, think, will be good i think that's the key from experience you just want something on the front and the back um and then you know keep in mind too you got a lot of runners around you you know at least for the first night um for a while too so it's not too uh it's not too nerve-wracking out there you know with the cars and i think uh, runners that are towards the front do a good job of trying to get some of those cars to to slow down a bit and, and mm -hmm. go on by yeah and we're, we're always trying to add some things to try to you know alert the, the vehicles and obviously it's it's pretty dead in the middle of the night like 2 a.m 3 a.m but that first couple hours on the road it, it can be you know, a little bit of rush hours in terms of traffic um so i always try to just caution the runners say hey like be smart out there you're not in a rush like that's a good thing about the road loop and this format is that you don't need to be rushing to like cross the road or to to like pass people like get in single file get as far over left on the road as you can and i'll be going over this kind of stuff in the briefings before the hour starts where we go out to the road but um but yeah that's uh yeah just from a safety standpoint that's at that point it becomes first and foremost um to focus on and being really um, transparent and communicative about that for all the runners. So that's why that rule's in place. That's why also, um, you know, I always tell people to keep your headphones out of one ear if you can and, and turn the volume down and just be aware of, of your surroundings at all times. Yeah, no, that's, that's great advice. And um, like you said, like Nick said, you know, on night one, there are a ton of people out there. So um, it is, you know, it's all it takes is one car. So, just be cautious out there. I think we do have Chadwick Robinson's in the chat. And we've actually got a video that he submitted before the show. So we're going to cue that up and play that now. Oh, boy. So my question is, what is your... We'll come back to that. It didn't load, right? All right. We'll come back to it. But... Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Uh, Chadwick because sent us send sent us in one. You know he's not like he said he's on a uh, DC trip with his students, so he couldn't join us live, but he did want to uh, take part in Voss talks with us tonight. Um, kind of give us a uh, get a little bit of a background, um, Michael, about you know this year's field and you know the runners that are kind of in it. Kind of what you see from from a race director's point of view. Um, and kind of how the, you know, the talent and, you know, just the community has kind of improved year over year in terms of, you know, just the number of, you know, big names that, that are showing up at this race. Yeah, it really has grown all around. Um, you know, we, we have sold out every year, mainly due to the low cap capacity that we allow in, but the competitiveness has grown every year, um, which is a true testament to, our region and and kind of um, how competitive runners are in Ohio and just the surrounding states to have such deep fields. And so we talked about it earlier, you know, I don't have all the numbers of all the different backyard altars in the world, but um, I do know that we are, you know, one of the deeper fields with the mileages that runners are hitting and the number of hours that they hit, you know, last year, 2021, we had 38 runners reach 100 miles. Um, so with that, you know, you got to think anyone reaching hundred miles at a backyard ultra is doing it under 24 hours. And um, that's just majorly impressive in itself. 
Um, so each year, that, that's kind of the benchmarks that I use to gauge how competitive the field gets from one year to the next, you know, and that number has gone up every year from, you know, a, a dozen the first year to 14 the second year. And then, like I said, 38 number, you know, people made it um, um, the, the most recent year. And so this year, you know, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily a lack of competitive if we don't reach that number, but, you know, the field is definitely just all around so deep. And, um, you know, Brian Poland, when he was on the show earlier, talked about how Jen Russo is kind of coming in as the odds on favorite. Um, and that's probably true just from her resume and the fact that she went 225 miles last year and she's, you know, just more and more experience each year. But also it's just any, there's, I mean, there's probably, I, I mean, I, I don't know how many people, could win this thing. It's just endless. And that's the cool thing about the backyard ultra is um, it can be an unknown name if they're having their day. So, um, you know, the, the more people that reach those big numbers, the more, um, you know, back Ohio's backyard ultra kind of secures itself as being known as just one of those really competitive affiliate races, you know, it wasn't until a couple of years ago that Laz had 38 runners reaching the, the hundred mile mark. And we've done it in just a few years as well. So that's really awesome. And, you know, I, I think too, to, to kind of like make the case for the course, like even though it is one of the hillier courses for backyard ultra, it's got 450, 470 feet of elevation gain. I think just what it does is it kind of optimizes people's ability to go far. And I think the way that it has some hills and some, undulation in it is better for our bodies. Um, obviously I have no scientific proof of that, but, um, I just think it would be harder to go that far on a pancake flat course, um, for, for, you know, 55 hours or more. Um, I think it mixes up the muscles we use, mixes up the mental scape that we're in. Um, and so I don't think having, 450 feet per loop is, is a hindrance. I think it actually optimizes, you know, our event to allow those big distances. I think there's kind of a range, maybe it's kind of a sweet spot, but um, I think we're in that range. You know, it's pretty comparable to Laz's course from an elevation standpoint and ours is really smooth. I think the footing and the, the width of the trail makes it conducive for big miles. And so, um, kind of a perfect storm in my opinion. And then I think the atmosphere really lent itself to um, people wanting to do their best. Um, and, and that's kind of the tone it's set at OBU. Yeah, no, I, I fully agree. And, you know, one person who definitely is going to agree with that is Nick Voss, who continues to come back, you know, year after year to run this thing. Nick, kind of what are your thoughts going into this year's race? Um, you know, what are you most looking forward to um, from, you know, participating again? Yeah, kind of like Michael said, I think it's really cool to see um, how many more people kind of push those boundaries. And, you know, Wes and I, I think we, you and I chatted offline about, you know, maybe top contenders and things like that. And it's, it's hard, right? Like there's just so many and, you know, at the expense of not leaving anybody off. Like I, I legitimately think that half of this field could make it to a hundred miles and it, it, at least, you know, so, you know, I know Andrew Waugh is uh, someone who's looking forward to uh, beating that 38 number. Um, so I know he's going to be encouraging everybody out there around him uh, to go a little bit farther. And, and that's the beauty of it for me, you know, and, and it's not just about, 
you know, those who make it two or three days, it's everybody through the spectrum that can, that can, you know, push to a new limit or set a new PR, all of that's, you know, just really cool to see. And, and, you know, it's just, it's one of those things that does, it feels like, you know, not to kind of be a dead horse, but it feels like a reunion coming back, um, seeing all the familiar faces, but also, um, interested to kind of see the new faces and how, how they take in the race and the course and all of that. So just really looking to take it all in. Um, I'll be there. I, I took Monday off, so I'll at least be there watching and, and, uh, rooting for people if we go to Monday again. And I hope we do. I was hoping you'd be there Sunday night, Nick, in one way or another. One way or another. Yep. So I think we actually have someone uh, also in the queue right now and uh, about to hop on the line with us. So let's, let's get him on here. We have joining us on the line and where are you calling from? Where are you calling from? Uh, this is Reese from Portsmouth, Ohio. Reese. Reese. <laughs> What's up, man? How's it going? You know, going good. Love, love seeing you guys cover this and uh, just getting super excited for the weekend it's like the super bowl you know for me and for many people too yeah i mean this takes place on your property so obviously this has you know become one of a super special event for you uh talk about you know what it means to you to kind of have all these people you know from all over the country kind of come down to the mcchesney ridge athletic club and uh have these pretty epic experiences it gets easier every every year to say this but fundamentally it's a really fierce at its roots it's a really fierce competition between some you know amazing ultra runners but year in and year out it actually just sort of morphs into more of this fierce effort combined with all the people to see how far this can go so it's just fun you know we're in year four now and you know it's just like where are the limits don't know it's a good point too and i think backyard ultras as a whole right like we see the limits being pushed month after month year after year you know i think it was just i don't know how many years ago uh four years ago that the the top the top mileage anyone ever reached was just over 200 miles it was like 204 miles or something like that and it's like you know that's you know almost expected at some of the top backyard ultras now if you want to have a chance yeah, uh, it's funny. Yeah, we, the first year we were at 129 here, and it was a huge excitement, right? It was like, it, you know, and looking back, like Troy Allen probably could have been uh, gone much further. Yeah, shout out to Troy. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's it pretty amazing. You, yeah. right. Reese, what uh, what questions, what topics do you have for us, uh, or do you want to get out there to the public before uh, before this year? Uh, you know, just like a weather report, like it's going to be warmer than it's ever been. Uh, the nighttime low is not looking as low. Friday is looking like some rain on setup, which shouldn't be bad. You know, as long as we avoid the big winds, um, I, I think the weather. Is, is shaping up to be the best it's been. You have an up-to-date forecast for us there locally. I, I, I looked a little earlier today, and it looked like those 
those nighttime lows had crept down kind of about 35 degrees or so. You know, and that's, that, that happened uh, in the last 12 hours and, and that's what happened. So I, I haven't checked it since. I mean, since you've checked it, but who knows, right? It's still probably too early to yeah. really look at those things, but we still do, or at least I do. Certainly every year though, it's been in the low twenties, uh, right. It, you know, right before start time. Yeah. So, you know, if it's, if it's 32, that's going to be a bonus this year, <laughs> big time. Bonus yeah. year. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Yeah, it's, that's a good point. The weather, you know, we've we've been pretty lucky over the years for the most part. Um, it's really not been crazy wet any of the three years, um, but it has been cold, which I don't think is a bad thing for the runners unless you, maybe you get a little bit too cold and, and not able to rebound from that. But uh, And also, you got to keep in mind, you know, to all the runners listening, it may be 35 out in the, you know, normal elevations but down in the valley of where McChesney Ridge is it can be colder and it can be a little bit windier down there and so anybody new um, just be prepared have a wind jacket have you know the proper warm clothing gloves hats pants you know jackets um, to combat that Um, but yeah I think what Reese said it's going to be probably the warmest nighttime lows that we've had in the four years. So it'll be interesting. Um, but also, you know, if the daytime highs get too high, it's going to be a little bit more challenging with the heat, but last year was hot too. So that didn't seem to thwart the mileage. Reese, do you have, uh, any like, uh, tips or any, who's your pick this year for, uh, to win it all? You even thinking about this one? Big predictions. Um, I'm awful on predictions, uh, but I will say that, like guys like Chadwick Robinson has been, you know, that's a, and John Williams. Those are two guys that have been to the property a lot in the last year, and I think they're kind of calling it home. So year after year, time after time, th- those are my cats. You know, those are like the home team, right? So I, I'm just rooting for those two big time. Yeah, I like no. those. I like those picks. Yeah, those are good shout-outs. And obviously, Jen Russo. Nick Nick's been really awesome, which is her husband, and you know, just great people. And Tanner Lee, defending champ. So, yeah, those are tough to beat. It's going to be another awesome year at Ohio's back at All Show, uh, and we're we're excited to see it all all take place. Do you have any closing thoughts for us tonight? Uh, the course is looking really good. It's smoother. It's flatter. It's drier. Uh, you know, it's it's going to be a fun time, and the parking is going to be a little logistically better. So I, I think it's just going to run really smooth. Well, we're sure. looking forward to it, man. Yeah, you guys are awesome. Thanks for putting this on. For sure. Thanks for hopping out with us tonight. Good luck this weekend. It's going to be awesome. We're excited to uh, follow from afar. At least I am. See you in a couple of days, Reese. All right. See you. Bye. Always good having Reese Brown hop on uh, Voss Talks with us. Oh, yeah.
yeah, hopefully, yeah it's got, hopefully it's got a lot of wood ready for that fire and i just you know i think i just want to give a shout out to reese myself because you know obviously this is a property um a lot of the inspiration you know reese and i have these long talks when we're together and we're we're hanging out to property and in the cabin just uh you know it's inspired a lot of this but uh reese has done an amazing job you know getting this property to where it is today and um him and his wife Bree have, have managed the business and um reese has managed the land land side and i wish we could all you know get out and see you know if you if you've already dnf'd or if you're a spectator you know, take a walk around the property beyond the obu course because there's some cool other trails that are a bit too hilly for the backyard ultra course but um you know you'll see you'll see a lot of really cool things on mcchesney ridge property um that reese has developed um and built so shout out to him for for making a, an awesome venue and for all the help that he's done over the years definitely and yeah like we like you and like you said you know he's kind of helped build that culture as well and you know one thing that reese did yeah. mention in there in his picks was uh chadwick robinson i think we are officially uh ready to queue up his videos here so let's uh let's send it over to c rob here and see what he's got for us i can't wait So my question is, what is your vice before a race? OBU, I mean, we go for, we go for the Villa Italian chicken, we go Chipotle, you, you go the Swarmist, right there. You go for what I did, I did the uh, Panda Express, yeah. Or do you just keep cutting through random people? and you find all that you can find. I mean, you can, even between eating foods, you can just play some video games, old arcade style with tickets. Uh, you got all kinds of stuff. I mean, Bridge Renovation, this is just awesome. I mean, it's for the win. I mean, this is Chadwick, Wesley Hart, and Robinson coming in. You can get some sunglasses, but what do you really do? What do you really eat before a race? Haagen-Dazs? You go for Haagen-Dazs, or you go for the Yongkeng Street kind of expensive but probably pretty good you never know or 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 you can just break in and go to cake baby they don't have any food yet but you can make food there there's probably some inside or the little beat and annie's you go there what do you guys do i do anything <laughs> i guess anything is better than everything in his case but <laughs> shoo so that's that's the question what do you guys eat before a race i mean he just laid out all the great options there for us um anything there look and appetizing to you nick well this race particularly there's really only one thing to eat and that's <laughs> got to be avalanche pizza and i hope michael's no. not gonna disappoint us you're it's you're not. getting it you're getting it wrong <laughs> you're um, in the wrong i'm already i'm already messing it up <laughs> you need to come back for thunder bunny for for avalanche we do giovanni's giovanni's for obu oh well, whatever whatever earl the pearl brings down, brings he, down to he, obu he brings the secret uh, he brings a secret vegan pizza uh okay okay well no either way it's pizza no matter what pizza but, before the race that's that's what you got to do yeah, I, I borrow that technique from the the great David Horton, race director down in Virginia. You know, lots of pizza the night before the race, just get everybody carved up because I know we're all super high-carb people around here in Ohio. Um, but, yes, 
Speaking of stuff that you eat or consume, Nick, I have a I have a guest question. Neil Hertenstein has texted me asking if you're bringing him something from Colorado. Oh yeah, Neil's Neil's going to get a special delivery um, of some of my uh, hand selected favorite picks of uh, Colorado beer out here. I know Neil is uh, a big fan of Colorado beers, particularly the IPAs. So uh, I've uh, I've curated a nice selection for him, and uh, he'll be he won't be disappointed. So when he shows up on Saturday, you're just going to have to point point to his box, and uh, he'll be he'll be very excited. Yeah, it's finally something that draws him down to the race. You know, it has to be something from Colorado. Next year, maybe he'll be on the starting line to, to actually participate in OBU, but this is the next best thing. So I appreciate well, this. This is how it starts, right? You get him there, see it in person, and you know, he won't be able to he won't be able to turn it down next year. We can only hope. Do you have the number of uh beers that you are ringing to uh, Mr. Neil there? Or is that uh, number too high? Let's see. It is. Be careful, though. You know how I many you're crossing state borders there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not they're not real beers, but of course, no, yeah. no. It's a uh, it's like 30, 33 or thirty four beers for him. So it's a good it's a good haul. Should keep him busy for a while. He's gonna have a super fun uh, Saturday and into Sunday. That that's for sure. Um, so yeah, C Rob's question there, you know, all the, all the food, you know, actually Panda Express for me, that's just where I'm going to take, take the cake for a workout, for a race. I'm in, I'm in on that most days. So that's, uh, had it today for lunch. So. I think the real answer everyone wants to hear is just eat what you normally eat. You know, I, I don't think it's, it doesn't make sense to try and overdo it, you know, the night before or anything like that. Is that really where C Rob was taking us? I you never know with that guy. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know he'll have a value size bag of sour patch kids. That's about all I know as far as C Rob's nutrition goes. Yeah, I don't I don't really know what else he does to be honest, nutrition wise. But you sour know sour patch kids. He he doesn't have time to focus on nutrition when he's up there on the DJ booth changing the song every every lap. And you know, that's the thing, you know, when Brian Poland hopped on here, you know, he said he got bored. If he was doing he was even an active participant like C Rob was, he would have no issues. You know, that's kind of on Brian for not trying to take initiatives and like going up to the DJ booth and changing the song as much as uh C Rob does throughout the day. Cause he really keeps the people going uh all day long and into the night. Yeah, last year, you know, you, you knew that C-Rob got serious when he started coming straight across the finish line up to his laptop because he brought down the music um, to change the song to his preferences. You know, he was getting into the zone. Unfortunately, yeah, it didn't last long after that. But uh, this year, I think we keep it more mellow on the soundtrack. That way it'll be more in this, you know, later miles before he gets into that zone. Are we going to see a little Encanto soundtrack making an appearance at Ohio's Back at Ultra this year? I mean, it's it's your favorite movie, Wes. I don't yeah. know. And you got me yeah. onto it, so I, I think you just, we just need to share this with the rest of Regeneration. Nation. I don't they think there's been... I, I think most people have heard most of those songs. <laughs> Maybe not. I, Probably not. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at Cam and Nick here. I think we... I, I have them. not heard a single there's song. There's not a chance. I, I am a... Yeah. I am one of the Latinos Disney is pandering to by making that film even. So when I hear the name Encanto, it's, it sounds like some kind of a like metal, like 
band that I've definitely not listened to. 100%. Um, let's see here. If there's anyone else that wants to hop on tonight, um, text the number above us and we will get you on. Um, before we kind of, you know, kind of provide closing thoughts here, I think it'd be kind of cool just to go around the room, maybe give, you know, your favorite Ohio's Backyard Ultra memory um, that's happened with each of us so far. Obviously, it's a special race for, for all of us for different reasons. So I think let's just kind of start there and um, whoever wants to take the floor. Um, I mean, I can go, I'll go ahead and start and, you know, like I, I still kind of stand by what I said that, you know, it feels like a, a family reunion where you actually like your family. Um, although I suppose not everybody comes from families like mine. Uh, so maybe you do enjoy family reunions. Um, but you know, even with that, I think one thing that I, I really learned from my two years racing there is just how important your, your mental engagement is to your success at a race. And, you know, if you're waking up the morning of a race, um, you know, like I wasn't like, ah, I don't really want to do this. You're probably not going to do that well in the race. Um, and that might seem like a silly lesson, but you know, took trial and error for me to learn. So that's honestly been, uh, for me, one of the biggest things to take away from this is that, you know, it's, it's a really great community aspect, but it's not, it's not something for me. So I'll be, uh, looking for Michael's Facebook updates from Montana. If you follow me, if I do, I think you do, but I, I honestly have been on Facebook for a while, so I'm not sure. Nick, what about you? Uh, well, for me, I, I think it's a pretty, it's a pretty easy one. Uh, OBU last year, of course, uh, beating Cam was great, but that's definitely not my, not my favorite memory. Uh, my favorite memory is for sure. Uh, you know, what, what happened after I was already done, uh, which is, uh, I met, I met my girlfriend, Claire at the race. So that's, uh, I, I can't, I can't really say that there's anything that tops that. I was, I was hoping you would say that Nick, because if, if you weren't going to bring it up, I was going to have to bring it up. You know, one of the benefits of dropping out when you did was that you got to spend a lot of time around the fire, which is, you know, you know what they say about fires. I don't really know what they say about fires, but is that were you trying to make it? Was that a Tinder reference for Michael? <laughs> I, I think it was. I just couldn't place it. I knew there was something about kindling Tinder. I just I that's, couldn't quite get up to that speed. But thanks, Cam. That's that's right. Yeah, it's like so the most. Know, is it, yeah. we know uh, in a past life, you know, pre Claire Voss was a Bumble guy, anyways. Um, <laughs> Wesley, what is uh, your favorite OBU memory? <laughs> well, my favorite OBU memory had to be, uh, you know, the year that I crushed you by uh, about 30 <laughs> miles or so. So I, I, uh, <laughs> that's the only Listen, thing. If you, can... if you didn't crush me at OBU, I think you need to like readjust your goals, honestly. I'm no. trying to think. I'm trying to think of a cam moment here. Like, keep keep the trend going here. But <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, no, I, I mean, realistically, I think, you know, the year that it, 2020 November, you know, was, I, I did like 54 miles or whatnot that year and kind of like signed up for it last minute, kind of got in and kind of just kind of going out there and kind of sharing the experience with so many people was, you know, something that I truly cherished. You know, I spent so many miles with uh, Mary Kitzig and kind of talking with her and, you know, Craig Diatley, uh, you know, he was pushing for his first 50 miler at the time. And um, so it was just kind of fun, you know, 
kind of being out there with so many different people. And that's the one part about uh, the back at ultra format that, you know, it, it is a little underrated, you know, comparative to like a rim to river race, you know, where, you know, you get to go out and you get to have cool conversations. Everyone's not together. You know, the leaders take off and they're gone. Dan Green never saw the guy. But, you know, at Ohio's back at Ultra, you would get the opportunity to kind of run with everyone throughout the day. And that's kind of one part that I truly cherish about the Ohio, the back at Ultra format in general, and especially everyone that's at Ohio's back at Ultra. Does John, is John going to be able to get a memory in here? JD3? Yeah, I can drop in a quick memory. Um, besides the one I already mentioned earlier about climbing up the... Uh, <laughs> The hill numerous times for you so i'm excited to to be there this year hanging out with everybody i'll be there sunday morning um taking some photos and whatnot and, and sharing with everyone how everyone's doing out there on the course um, and social media updates social media updates you'll see some pictures of people hopefully in uh in, in smiling modes and not super you know tired and you know agony you know ridden from the from the three-day event that we're going to see there you know when we get into monday morning uh, it's definitely going to go that far. I also have off, uh, I was, off of work. I was going to say, I was going to say, it depends on what hours you're taking photos. All the hours. We're getting all the hours here. So I like it. Yep. Um, but I mean, my biggest memory is just like hanging out. I, mean, I just remember that first year watching and hanging out. And my favorite memory ever was turning around and looking at Michael Owen on that little hill right after the start, laying down, curled up in a fetal position, <laughs> sleeping, just out. Like man could not handle it anymore. He was done. So I wanted to wake him up because he can do the bell or with a whistle for the next hour. <laughs> He's just I, so tired. I still claim that I didn't fall asleep, but um, yeah. everyone seems to everyone seems to think that I was like out cold, which I yeah I can't refute the facts. But uh, I have a picture of it, man. <laughs> <laughs> you you were doing just... the classic dad thing. You were just resting your eyes. Come on, everybody. We exactly. I, 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 uh, he was just and, and the funny, his eyes. And the funny thing is is that that was the year that the winner was 29 hours. We went 55 hours last year <laughs> and I did the same thing. I didn't fall asleep much, but uh, yeah, I guess that segues into my memories. Um, I don't have any memory of that, so that's not mine, but uh, I, I, I've been sitting here thinking, what is my favorite memory of OBU or one that stands out? And I can't really think of one memory. I think this the whole you know, when I, when I sit around thinking about OBU, it's really just about the whole experience. And, um, as a race director, I tell people this all the time. Yeah. I'm in race director mode. I'm at, at most of my races. I get, I have to go out and, you know, set up and tear down and, and do course corrections or, you know, help set up at aid station. I'm doing everything, but at OBU, it's the one race that I put on where I kind of get to be a fan for a bit. You know, when the bell rings, you get about 40 minutes, before the first finisher comes back through for their hour. And, uh, you know, sometimes I'm doing some stuff, I'm cleaning up around camp or I'm, you know, bossing some volunteers around or whatever, but, uh, you know, I get to spectate as well. And that's what I really love about it. I get to shift roles a little bit and, um, and really be part of the community more on a personal level. And, um, you know, I'm still the race director, but, um, you know, I'm still a person that loves the sport and loves this event, just like all the other, crew members and, and runners and spectators that are there. And so it's kind of fun to morph into that mode during OBU and, you know, the fireside uh, discussions, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., watching uh, a blossoming relationship between Nick and Claire form in real time and, you know, getting getting burnt by embers and, and watching tents fly away. Like it's all, it's all part of the memory bank. Um, 
that makes the entire event special. And so um, that's kind of, those are all those things molded together just makes one big memory for me. Yeah, no, super well said. And, uh, you know, the, the chat down below is also kind of going through their favorite, favorite memories right now. So it's kind of cool to see all those uh, reminiscing, going, taking a trip down memory lane as well. Uh, we do have someone in the queue uh, ready to join us on the line. So let's, let's get them in here, John. Who do we have joining us on the line and where are you from? Hi, guys. This is Maggie from Athens, Ohio, or Big Saggy on Strava, because that's funny. <laughs> Maggie, how's it go? Oh, I have um, I have the obnoxious question I want to ask, but then a real version of it. <laughs> so this may be cheating, but I would love to know <laughs> how do do you guys have tips for how I specifically can win the backyard ultra? And the real <laughs> question is. <laughs> want to answer that i i have an i have an answer for you maggie so go ahead and ask your second one first though if you had one piece of advice to give somebody to break through their first hundred miler what would it be okay so i'll, I'll answer your first question maggie i there's lots of ways you can win back at ultra you know you're you're pretty big into cats and like amphibians and reptiles you just bring them all and just set them loose into people's bags and food you know and you might yeah. just you might just get them all to like freak out a bit and uh miss the start or something <laughs> you're just a you're the only person standing up there when the when the bell rings and then you just, all you gotta do is finish the lap so um <laughs> no that's that's uh that's my that's my answer for it well maggie yeah. i don't i don't want to say that you're doomed but i think the biggest key is that you need isaac gibson there to help you like last year. And if he were there, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe it could happen. We need to get Isaac down, don't we? Somebody bring Isaac. Isaac, <laughs> he's been called. He's watching. I know he's watching. He's, he's always watching. He's always <laughs> watching us. Uh, no, the, the big tip for me, Maggie, is you just be the last one uh, standing. You know, if you're the last one standing, you will win the race. So I think that's really all you Never, think never sit. <laughs> yeah, just... Just don't, don't sit down. Advice. That's actually general life advice. Wesley is uh, very anti-sitting. Um, he's got this weird rig in his room right now. That's a standing desk he's in. He just has it. It looks like a chair, so people don't think he's strange. I think this format of race is totally changing that that metaphorical chair in ultra running, though. Like you know, this is teaching people to be really good at sitting. And then continuing on every hour. And this true. Here. It's like it's like a really big fart lick, you know, like speed play. Like you're you're going fast, you shut it down for a little bit, and like I think runners that are able to really, um, you know, be able to do that well and stay efficient, um, you know, and I think it's. I mean, obviously, this event turned into a big mental game, and I think staying calm and relaxed. Um, even when things get rough, um, is really important and, and just kind of have that trust that things will get better, um, and never overreact. Like don't, don't cram food or don't like, you know, raise up your heart rate because you're anxious. Um, just like stay real, even, even keeled and, uh, never like stress about like, you know, 
people sometimes get to that like 55 plus range and they, um, and they start thinking that they are close to being, you know, missing the time, but five minutes is a lot. It's a huge percentage of the, of the hour. And so I think my advice is like, be, be okay being at 58 minutes and just adjust your approach to the transition. Um, you know, think about it as you're going in, stay focused, stay alert with what you need. And if you only have a two minute transition, then you know, you've got 50 minutes to plan what you need and you don't need to like rush or do things um, drastically to, to like wear yourself out. I think mental energy is, is a thing. And so we can reduce our output by, you know, staying relaxed mentally as well as, you know, physically. Yeah, no, I, th- I think that's great advice. And kind of going off that, the second question that you asked, Maggie, I was kind of pondering, you know, some advice that I give. And, you know, this isn't a 100-mile race, so it doesn't apply to Ohio's back at Ultra. This isn't a race where you go into it hitting 100 miles and you stop there, like Michael alluded to earlier. But um, for me, you know, it's always been, you know, the night hours, somewhere between 70 miles and 84, 85, where it still seems so far away. But if you kind of get over that hump to, you know, 87, closer to that 90-mile mark, um, you kind of realize that it really is in reach. And so kind of just being extra laser focused uh, during that, you know, later stage of the night, um, because naturally your body does want to shut down and naturally you do get tired at 11 p.m., three in the morning, four in the morning, when you're not used to, uh, you know, running at that hour. But once, you know, 5 a.m. comes around, uh, things quite literally do come around for you. So um, that's the advice I'd give for a, a, you know, 100 mile race outside of, I guess, OBU. Cam, Nick, you guys got anything? I'm the wrong guy to go to for advice because um, Maggie, you've beaten me at OBU and I've also never finished a hundred mile race. So I was just going to stay on mute. Oh, that was another intention. And that's, uh, and, 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 and well, that, that's the, uh, you know, that's the mindset we need to not, we need to work on here with positivity, you know, be nice to ourselves as well, you know, and, and don't compare. I think that's something that runners have a, hard time separating from, you know, don't compare, you know, ourselves with, uh, with, with our competitors, you know, at OBU, we get to see everybody finishing. We get to see the runners go in 43 minutes. We get to see the runners go in 55 minutes. Um, we're all kind of doing our own thing. That's working best for us. We got to find that sometimes it might, you know, take some hours to kind of find our correct groove, but, uh, everyone has their sweet zone, you know, Harvey Lewis who won last year and, and went 329 miles at bigs, you know, he's running a different pace than his assist and, and vice versa. So um, finding our own personal, you know, little uh, groove there and, and uh, not adjusting based on, you know, any other reasons. You know, Michael, I know you already mentioned the, the mental aspect, but, you know, talk about, you know, your first attempt at the backyard ultra format, uh, you went over 36 hours the very first try that you did that, and which was you no know, farther than your far well well beyond um, you know your farthest run ever. Is there anything specific, or did you encounter any challenges after that 24 hour 100 mile mark? And and what did you kind of do, whether it was mental or or not, you know, to kind of get yourself to keep going? Yeah. Um, yeah, I did do, um, the quarantine backyard ultra. So I did it from my house, which is really cool. Um, in, in the very beginning months of the pandemic, um, which seems like forever ago, but, um, 
but yeah, I think I think something that I do on a personal note in all of my races and, and also when I did backyard ultra from my house was I do a lot of visualization and um and like I guess I, I can't pinpoint the word for it, but like uh role playing within my my own head. And so um it, it's all obviously like it's all mental mind you know, it's mind shifts, but like when I got to twelve hours I just can, I just try to convince myself that we're so, sort of starting over. We're starting into a new, you know, run like, yeah, yeah. Like in the back of my head, I obviously know that I've already ran for 12 hours or, you know, I did the same thing when the sun came up the next morning. I'm like, okay, let's just reshift our mindset. Let's get into a different role. I'm lacing up my shoes for the first time today. I'm going out for a run. Um, and you know, I think it's, it's a, it's something that I've done you know, throughout my running career. Um, you know, like when I've been out to a hundred mile races, I'll, and I have like 20 miles left, I'll think, you know, this is just, uh, this is just my 20 miler around the Shawnee forest, or this is just my 20 miler around Stroud's run. Um, you know, you know, this, yeah, it might be the last 20 miles of a hundred mile run, but it's like putting that in my mind gives me some perspective and a, and an image to kind of go after. And so with, with, uh, the backyard ultra, it's, it's a similar thing. You know, every, every time the hour hits for me, it's like, how could I, um, you know, shift my, my mind into a different setting and, and start the run over, um, try to forget about what you've done. And the challenges that I faced were injury related, um, from a preexisting injury. And so I don't quite know how you overcome that necessarily. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's something that you have to make a call about as well when stuff like that comes up, you know, cause that can also shift from going away or coming back or, or any number of, or getting worse, you know, that, and I think that was what ultimately made me quit. Um, so you have to be smart and set your own goals, you know, you don't want to, you know, do something that you regret later, but so it's a lot to it. Maggie, do you have any uh, closing comments or closing questions for uh, for the group? I think that was really good advice. Um, keeping the perspective that we have, um, it just like preset sleep wake cycles, and that those times are vulnerable. So to stay, keep your mindset alert, engaged but relax, give yourself as many times to restart and refresh as you need. And um, I permanently have both Isaac's and Michael's voice in my head on runs since last year and maybe for the end of time of just calmly drink your water, uh, keep your shoulders back, relax, and just keep it simple. Um, and keep going. So I think, I think that's what I needed to hear and don't sit down. Yeah. Don't sit down on the course. (laughs) Well, good luck this weekend, Maggie. We're super excited to see you absolutely crush it. Uh, we're all pulling for you to have a incredible performance and we know you're going to. So, uh, go out there and get it done and win the thing. We will see. I have no set end. Thank you, guys. Yep. Thanks for hopping out with us tonight. 
Awesome. So that awesome. Maggie is hopping off and we have our next person in the queue ready to go. Um, so we will get them on the line as well. Um, John, do we have them here? And if they are here, who are they and where are they calling from? Hey guys, it's Brandon Smith from down here in Otway, Ohio. How are you doing tonight? Hey, Brandon. Look, everybody, everybody's enjoying themselves so far. It's good to hear from you, man. How are you? Uh, how you feeling? Gearing up for another year at Ohio's back at Ultra? Uh, ready to make another go at it? Yeah, for sure, man. This is my my fourth year. Um, just like every other year, though, I haven't really got to train like I'd want to, but that's okay. I try to rely more on grit than talent, so. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it. And I just want to point out that uh, Brandon is our resident um, local. You know, there's lots of locals, but Brandon is really close to McChesney Ridge. His wife actually does some of the work there on the rental facilities and Brandon does some of the stuff on the property. And so um, he's got some of the most knowledge of the course. He's able to train on it pretty regularly because it is open um, to some people to, to train on it there throughout the week. And so uh, Brandon, how's, um, how's your, how's the course been looking to you the last couple of weeks? It's been looking really good. I mean, we've had a lot of rain down here, so I mean, it's been a little bit, you know, sloppy the past couple of weeks, but with this warmer weather and everything, hoping it, you know, it dries up some. I know some of the new sections were a little bit kind of wet, but with all this warm weather, it should dry up. And I mean, as long as it's a little bit soft, I think that'll be a good thing, really. Um, I guess it really just depends on how much rain, if we get it Friday, what that does to it and what challenges that arises from that. If there's any mud anywhere, you know, causes people to go out sooner than later but the course is always good um a lot of work goes into it you know, reese is always on it you know working on it, modifying it talking with you about it and mm-hmm. um i'm out there whenever i can whenever i get off of work i try to get out there and clean up the trail some get rid of some roots and some branches and stuff like that but yeah. And, and we appreciate that, that you're able to, it's good to have some eyes on there year round, you know, especially when Reese was living in Cincinnati. Um, you know, you were someone that was able to kind of keep an eye on the property as well. So thanks for that. And I just want to say that, you know, this is your fourth year. You're one of the the people that have ran every year and, and will run the fourth year. And you've gone from 66 miles. And I think what did you do last year, you went 87, if I remember right. Um, you have any, you know, maybe not mileage goals, but any, any things that you'd like to do this year? Um, you know, I haven't really set too many mileage goals in the past. You know, the first year I, I mean, the most I'd ever ran was 15 miles when I signed up and I ran 67. So, um, I was okay with that. The second year, you know, I had some really bad it band problems and it just, it shut me down to 50 miles. Um, Last year was a good year. I felt really good. Um, just, I think the night got to me, the cold, and then I made the mistake of coming back and crashing my chair for a minute, and it was it was over from there. But, you know, last year we had one goal, really. Um, I set up a fundraiser for St. Jude's. But that was really my goal was just to use my own 
abilities in running and, you know, the ability to tolerate pain to raise some money for St. Jude's. And we had a $2,500 goal. And I mean, we absolutely crushed it. We raised over $3,000 before and during the event. So, and that's, that's a big accomplishment, I think in itself. And I just want to say thank you to everybody that donated everybody that was part of that because without everybody's kindness, that would have never happened. Um, so that was a huge accomplishment last year, but this year, um, I'm definitely trying to break the hundred mile marker. That's a, you know, a huge goal for me trying to break the mental barrier and just see where I can really push myself. Um, I kind of set a couple you know, standards for myself this year and I really hope it, it works out. Um, I want to say thank you to you, Michael, of course, you've been there every year when I've been in my, my worst crash in my chair and you've tried to get me to get up and get out there on the course. And, you know, you've always believed in me. So I really do appreciate that. I, you know, that means a lot coming from someone with your caliber of, you know, running and you've always, you know, inspired me to push myself. So. Well, I, I remember that Brandon, when, when I looked over there and I was like, uh Oh, you know, you might, you didn't look too hot and, and you looked like you were pretty relaxed in the chair. And I thought, you know, I'm going to go talk to him real fast. And I, I try to do that with, with people if, if I catch their eye or something and, and, you know, um, try to convince you to get back out there. And, and, uh, you know, also Brandon, we should all mention that you know, you've only been running for a few years and running ultra is even shorter, but, uh, yeah, I think you also had a really good result back in October when you finished, um, fifth place at the Shawnee 50, which is also a local race for you, but has a map, you know, a massive amount of vert for 50 miles. And that was like one of your only true ultra marathon races from a distance standpoint. And you, you seem like you did really well. And so I think your training, um, you know, even though you, you might not be happy with where it is, like you mentioned, um, your experience has improved over the years. And, you know, I think that is kind of what helps when, when people are looking at, you know, what they can do in the future, the experience aspect can be what um, gives you the ability to go further. So I think you've got it. Yeah, definitely. Um, that was, a, that was an awesome event. I mean, I never expected to finish fifth in it, you know, by any means that was my, you know, he said my longest ultra race format. I mean, before that, as far as the race format, I think the most I'd ran is probably like a 10 K or, um, the mental aspect of these things and you know visualizing things and for that that was really key to me um the past year or two my grandma hasn't been in the best health so especially with the fifth shawnee 50 miler i just kind of visualized her out in front of me especially at the top of the hills and everything like that when i didn't think i could really push up those hills that hard i just kept her face at the top of those hills and I've done that last year at the Ultra, too, the Backyard Ultra. Um, but I think everybody could agree about, you know, the mental aspect of these Backyard Ultras and being able to visualize something, whether that's to keep you occupied or motivated or whatever. But I think that's a huge part of it, and it's been a huge part for me. Um, so I'm really looking forward to getting out there and, you know, really grinding out some miles. And I told I told Holly to make sure no matter what, she kicks me out of the chair. If I sit down, <laughs> don't, don't let me sit down and relax for a second. Make sure I at least get back out there and cross the you know, crowd line and can't wait to 
jump on the the George train there at night and log some miles with George and C Rob and everybody else. I think everybody looks forward to that, letting George become the the dad and watch the time and tell you when you need to run and when you need to walk. And <laughs> <laughs> nice, Brandon. Before we let you get out of here, I kind of want you to kind of give some uh, pointers to maybe some people running their very first uh, backyard ultra. You know, you kind of touched on you know the grit that you have and you kind of built up and developed over all of these races. Kind of what would tips would you give someone running their first backyard ultra? or just is newer at the, uh, the event? Uh, it probably all comes down to, I mean, a lot of it comes down to the training, of course, you know, trying things out ahead of time. Really. I see, I think one of the biggest problems I see is like GI issues from people and everybody's different. I mean, I'm, I'm fortunate. I've been able to eat, drink anything I want to, except for a Snickers bar one year. But other than that, I never had GI issues. So, definitely test out your foods and stuff before make sure you can actually consume them um one thing we always keep in our camp is gin gins and i pass them out to everybody if anybody's sick you have nausea i always recommend those and take it easy on the, the little bit of downhills it seems like for me that's one of my big downfalls is since it's a kind of a two-loop format you know my knees take a beating on the downhills. It's one of my weak suits is downhill running. So really I think practicing downhill running, you know, having good form and just staying relaxed. I think it's one of the big things. Just enjoy it. You're going to, you're going to hurt. You're going to feel pain. Um, I've heard, you know, other people say but pain is an attention whore. So if you don't pay attention to it, it doesn't bother you as bad. I've noticed that a lot. So more, attention you pay to that pain, the more it's going to show up. Are you going to hike some of those downhills, Brandon? I know I've seen you do that uh, in the past years a few times. Um, it just depends. You know, I, there was one year where I was having some knee problems and I, I hiked them a little bit and I even done some backwards. Um, I guess that's another, you know, pointer there. If you start having some knee problems and stuff like that, don't be afraid to do things backwards. <laughs> I mean, Last year, I spent a majority of my training running backwards through the Shawnee Forest on the roads just because it takes so much pressure off of your knees, you know. So you can you can get around a lot of that by thinking outside the box a little bit. Um, you don't have to run, you know, everything. It's not a race. It's just mitigating the pain, you know, finding finding solutions to the problem. It's really just a big, you know, problem-solving event, really. <laughs> Definitely. I've, def- any- I've definitely walked backwards down some hills. Uh, I remember <laughs> particularly in the North Face uh, 50 in California, some of those thousand <laughs> foot hills just ate up um, and caught up to me. So I've walked a couple of those backwards myself. I walked a lot of downhills for Burning River when I did the 50. I, like this up in my knee and I had to like pretty much sidestep and backwards walk every single hill down for 18 miles to the finish. <laughs> so know that feeling. It's all about yeah, getting got, it done. I got a couple quick, quick questions. If you got time, just real quick. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. I see some gear there, Michael. Is that the new shirt we get forward to looking, looking to? Yeah, this is uh, this year's shirt. It's a different design this year, actually. So we've had the same design on different color shirts, but uh, you know, um, like I don't know what the color, the technical color is, but it's a light blue and. It's more of a round logo with the same big block leathers, um, Ohio's backyard ultra. And 
the person that helped design this, I, our, our thoughts was that the circle kind of means infinity, which plays into the idea of going forever. So kind of a change of pace this year, but that's what runners can look forward to in their packet. Yeah, definitely. I always love the shirts. I always love the collars. And the first shirt was my favorite, but that one there is looking pretty, pretty sweet too. So. Yeah, I think Wesley has that first year shirt on and, uh, yeah, I'm pretty bummed because, uh, Mine shrunk somehow, and I do not have <laughs> <laughs> I did not have the first year shirt. But uh, if anybody can send me a large OBU shirt from 2000 and uh, let's see 2019, I'll like uh, maybe get to give them something else. <laughs> yeah, five more shirts coming at you. All right. <laughs> okay. And, yep. and Wesley, how many miles am I going to have to run this year to make next year's prediction list? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's Love a tough it. question uh i mean it's, it's it's a good field you know and i like you know yeah. nick and i were talking offline and we mentioned that earlier you know we think there's 22 contenders um at at the race this year that you know could legitimately win the race and so you know i think we're doing a top 10 prediction for this year's race and then we'll kind of highlight some other names as well um to look out for but um yeah dude if i mean if you're if you're in the top if you're in the mix you'll definitely uh be in it and who knows you're not in the prediction video this year you never know well i, I think the better question is like can you just do a top 50 projection <laughs> video <laughs> there you go you're in you're in the video maybe i'll just predict the whole race it'll be a, a six hour video I you just, should do that just go for a couple go for a couple sunsets you know then you should be okay <laughs> well, Michael, thank you for all the hard work you put in, man. I told you that before. I really appreciate it. I see a lot of the work you put in. I know you don't get a lot of sleep. You sink a lot of time and energy into these events, and they're always, you know, amazing events. I don't run a whole lot of other events outside of yours, but I, you know, suspect these are some of the better events you could sign up for if you wanted to. So, um, really do appreciate all the hard work you put in and. Everything. Well, I I appreciate you, Brandon, and uh, I'll show, I'm sure I'll see you here the next couple of days when I'm down there setting up. Yes, sir. We'll see a lot of each other. <laughs> <laughs> All righty now. Have a good night, Brandon. You too. You guys take it easy. Thanks. Awesome. Alrighty, I love guys. hearing that. Yeah, no, it's always cool to hear from Brandon and, you know, especially a four-time participant hopping on the line with us tonight for Voss Talks. We did officially PR tonight in Voss Talks for the longest episode of Voss Talks that we've ever had so far. Uh, I think that we're going to kind of wrap it up maybe with some closing thoughts around the room. It doesn't have to be super long, but I think we should kind of touch on everyone. John, let's throw it over to you and uh, hear what you're going to have to say. You run it to me first. What do you What do you want me to say for my closing thoughts here? I just want to put the pressure on you. Put the pressure on me. You didn't even ask me. Anyway, <laughs> so like I was saying earlier, um, I'm super excited to be back down at OBU this year. I have not been able to make it the past couple of years due to work and everything like that. So I'm super excited to be down there. I'm running a race Saturday morning, so I'm not going to be able to be there right off the bat. But Sunday morning, I'll be there. I'll be there to the finish. I've got off work. I told my boss I'm not coming back till this race is done. So hopefully it doesn't go to Tuesday. <laughs> It's just more vacation time. But if it does, I'll be there posting some social media updates for Rich Runners. So make sure you follow along uh, and I'll get that content out to you all. Um, that's pretty much my thoughts. I'm excited. 
Nick, the man running the race. Yeah, I'm just excited to get down there and uh, and see everybody again. Um, kind of special shout out to some people I'm ready and excited to run with. Excited to run with Andrew Waugh and Mike Rowe again, um, some veterans of the race. And just uh, and, and also shout out to uh, my fellow Colorado participants, uh, Mary Kitzig and and uh, and new participant Don. He's going to be down running for the first time. So excited to uh, get some more Colorado peeps out there. Um, and then uh, shout out to uh, first time ever having a, a dedicated crew member. So uh, Claire's thankfully dedicated her weekend uh, helping me out down there, too. So just uh, really looking forward to it. And Claire has some experience crewing backyard ultras because she was with it with Jen last year for her 54 hours. So uh, you're in good hands there, Nick. Yeah. If I, if I don't, if I don't make it, you know, or whenever I stop, it won't be because of her. It'll be because of me. Well, we, we all knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Only if she was at run, drive and rod, right? Nick? I don't know if that would have helped. <laughs> A uh, grindstone. <laughs> no, you good. <laughs> All right. Maybe. <laughs> what is going on, Michael? Uh, your thoughts, race director, Ohio Backyard Ultra. What are you looking? For? Um, I'm looking forward to everything from from tomorrow when I'm loading up the trailer all the way until um, Tuesday when I'm packing the trailer down. Um, looking forward to that whole entire week. You know, it's, it's a big week. Um, and there's a lot of excitement in the middle grounds, but you know, two o'clock rolls around on Friday. That's when the mad rush of people come in and, and that's when it kind of gets real in terms of, um, you know, catering to the, to the participants and to my friends. And so, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, every year it's like a mystery. Okay. How long is it going to go? I, I, um, I don't know if we ever, thought it was going to go 55 miles last year, but now there's a little bit of, um, you know, not, I don't want to say expectation, but a little bit of knowledge of, of what's potential of what's possible. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm mainly looking forward to, to meeting everybody again, seeing everybody meeting new people. Um, yeah, I, I really do think this is a family and, uh, reverberate Reese's thoughts on the o, OBU family, right? Yeah, I feel the same way as he does. Um, yeah, I, I really don't have any one specific thing I'm looking forward to, but just the whole experience. It's going to be a heck of a weekend down at the McChesney Ridge Athletic Club, as it always is this time of year. Uh, Michael, we just want to say thank you for topping on uh, Voss Talks with us tonight and uh, taking all the callers and kind of giving your insights from a race director's point of view as well. Do you have any sponsors or thank yous or uh, additional things you want to touch on now before we uh, wrap up? Well, no, just uh, you know, thanks to Ridge Runners too for, for being a voice in the crowd. Um, in, in the growing media landscape of ultra running, it's great to have some media focusing on the races over here on this side of the United States and um, what you guys are doing is, is highlighting the individuals and the stories and the races that are take place east of the Mississippi. And um, I'm really you know, glad that there's something like that out there. Um, so thank you guys for being part of it and for being willing to showcase, not just my races, but you know, all the races that are um, doing something special here east of the Mississippi. Um, 
We'd love to have you guys back on the East Coast, you guys that live in Montana and uh, in Colorado. But um, I'm glad you guys are still doing it. So thank you. Definitely. No, we're, we're thrilled to be doing it. And uh, we're pumped to, uh, you know, showcase races like yours in special events, um, you know, like this weekend. So that's all we got for this week, this episode of Voss Talks and this week's you, episode. What, wait, wait. Do you have anything to open, Wesley? You got a, you got a package? <laughs> So, so actually, I don't. I can run and grab it, but it's it's in the kitchen. <laughs> I did. I wanna, forget. Yeah. I'll be right you, back. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I sent I sent Leslie a package. You know, it's a uh, thought. <laughs> oh. what, what's he doing there, Cam? Walk us through the Wesley walk right now. Has he got a long hallway to go down, or? He he does not. Our apartment is um, not particularly large. Um, but I do think it was funny to see him kind of scamper. Is, uh, the word he's on his that I would use to describe how he's moving. And, and he's yeah. got his running he's got his running shorts on, as as do I. So like he's ready for that moment of like mm-hmm. boom, he's out the door. The ball that was like fifteen and seconds. That was that was rough. He's hundred percent going for a run right after this. I, I just, he already I did. Monday mile yeah. already happened. Mm-hmm. Check the straw. And uh Pete the cotton socks, which I should know from experience are not to be left on our counter. Right, Wesley? <laughs> They're there now, so they'll be waiting for you tomorrow when you return. So we got this package, Cam. Um, it was deli- from Michael Owen, and uh, I really don't know what it is. He's, it's, it's been here since you left, literally the day after Cam took his vacation. So I'm going to open it live on the Shame. show, and uh, we'll see what we got here. Oh, boy. <laughs> here we go. So if you haven't paid attention on Ridge Hunters, I've been doing a Monday mile and this is uh, what it says here. Oh, boy. Yeah, I was going to oh say, did boy. we notice that it said moo? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. So much for that uh, cow costume that you uh, you had. Uh, unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like I'm going to be running a Monday mile in the cow costume. And uh, that video will be going live on Wednesday this week, as well as the prediction video cam. We're going to film that tomorrow night because we uh, <laughs> just kind of hoping there'd be a fun little monday mile uh package you could run it on monday while obu's still going on it's true you should. i was gonna say you, you like told a... us we gotta film it tomorrow but it's uh it's eight <laughs> fourteen here and i'm not making it to missoula on monday no that's what i mean like well movie it'll magic. be filmed on tuesday i've already yeah we... it's a movie magic stop <laughs> it's movie, movie magic. magic i'm not i'm not a video guy like i can't i i'm not here for this inauthenticity a monday mile is gonna happen on monday it did happen that's on monday true. I read it. Check Strava. <laughs> Not in the cow costume. You never know. <laughs> Man, we're getting some behind-the-scenes looks here with the video production team. Yeah, you, you really don't want to see what's be uh, what's behind the curtain with uh, the Ridge Hunters team. But uh, no, no, for real. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in tonight. This is one of our favorite shows. I know Lisa was for me. So uh, it was awesome to kind of hear all of the, this, you know, people calling in, but I'm also looking forward to hearing all the stories from this upcoming weekend. And uh, I know it's going to be a super special event. So everyone go out there, have fun, crush it. It's going to be a good time. We'll see you guys on the other side. Thanks for joining us tonight. We'll see you guys next week. Regeneration, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Voss Talks. Remember, if you want to call into the show, check our social medias to find out when we're going to go live next. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We have a Strava club 
as well. Thank you so much. We'll see you guys next time.